So I'll, I'll say some words about our practice and uh, can keep the eyes closed or listen in with eyes open. <coughs> uh, not so much instru- guided instructions themselves, but um, some some reflections on ways to practice and that'll lead us in some guided practice. So, um, everything is um, is run through the body in a sense <coughs> that um, we can start to be attentive to the way in which um, sounds and thought and other sensations the sensation of pleasure or pain has a kind of impact on the emotional circuits of the body. So the the body can be experienced from the the physicality of the body, of the sense of gravity, the temperature of the air, a pain in the knee, circulation, uh, tightness in the shoulder or something. And then there can be the experience of the the emotionality or the responsivity of the body. And so I can tap on my chest in this way, right at my sternum, and just, uh, that's a a physical sensation, yeah? But if there were suddenly a loud noise that startled me, the sensations might be right there in this at the chest, but they would feel different than the sensations of me tapping, yeah? And that's, the distinction I'm making is as simple as that. But that quality of the responsivity of the body is so foundational in the production of suffering and the experience of space, ease, and freedom. The Buddha highlighted um, clinging as the kind of uh, centerpiece of suffering. Yeah. And Clinging cannot happen unless we have an unconscious relationship with our body. The kind of building blocks, the motivational building blocks of of our states, our moods and complex emotions the building blocks are in this kind of emotional circuits of the body. How do we know we don't like something? How do we know we want more of something? How do we know something is wrong and something is right? 
we're consulting these emotional sensations in the body. And when there feels like there's a problem, when it feels like something must be changed, something is wrong, there's, uh, we can look to the body and see if we're actually in relationship with the emotional circuits. What's the nature of our relationship with these emotional sensations? So we don't even have to ignore, we don't, in this, in the instructions that I'll give, we won't be, um, we're not focusing on the rest of our experience, but the rest of our experience will impact the emotional body. A sound we like, a sound we dislike, will have its own fingerprint in the body. Somebody's making a noise that you find irritating. How does that create any sense of motivation to fix something? It's in the body. You want the sit to keep going, you want the sit to end we look to the body. And these these states, these kind of sensations in the body um, will be uh, impacted by memories of the past. They're active as we formulate plans for the future. And so we, we do what we can to stay close in to the emotional circuits here. And in that way, we are really finding a way of, um, of blessing our whole life. It all runs through here. And we're trying to develop a relationship of uh, a frictionless relationship with these sensations. That doesn't mean we like them, but we open our heart fully to them. We develop a relationship with them. Oh, there's that memory. There's that grief. And maybe the tendency is for it to push us into the realm of thinking. But what we really actually need is to be lovingly present with the body. That's a way of actually holding our life. Sometimes I'll be sitting and I'll be practicing some, you know, something that doesn't have to do with the body and, um, and something comes up, I can feel there's some, some kind of, you know, maybe it's uh, some emotional kind of state arising and it's like 
to bathe that in awareness, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, feels like relief. It's like something in the heart relaxes when we're there lovingly with the emotional sensations of the body. And so we're developing equanimity in permitting these states to to arise, to intensify, to weaken, to fade, to vanish. We're not pretending to like what we don't like, but we're opening our heart to all of it. The sensations are often felt along the front axis of the body, the face, the throat, the chest, the belly. They may be readily identifiable. You may be able to sense like, ah, this is restlessness or love or grief. And it may be some states are not identifiable. It's just you can tell there's some activation in the emotional circuits, yeah. You don't have to know. We can have equanimity with what we don't know, with what we don't name. That's fine. The feelings may be intense, they may be subtle, they may be moving, they may be stable, they may be in one part of the body, they may be spread broadly across the whole body. And if those sensations could speak, they would say, fix something. That's often what they would say. And we just stay loving patiently. And through this process, we settle into the moment more deeply and soften our heart. There's the direct path to love and then the indirect path to love. This is the indirect path to love of making peace with emotion. This is a path of purification not being intimidated by our inner life. So mindfulness becomes a refuge.
Maybe we begin with some attention to the breathing. Sometimes uh, follow a rhythm of of attending to the to the beginning and ending of the inhale, the beginning and ending of the exhale. And at the end of the exhale, I rest my attention with the hands. Joanna suggested. We often lose the thread of the breath at the end of the exhale. And so this is a way of uh, providing a little bit uh, more for the attention to do. Inhale, exhale, hands. Inhale. Exhale.
Now turning the attention lovingly to these emotional circuits of the body, sensations that seem emotional in nature, sensations that are responsive to other experience, responsive to sound, (coughs) or other sensations in the body, responsive to the mental images associated with memory, a picture floating through the mind. emotional sensations that are responsive to the words in the mind, to discursive thinking. be in touch with our whole world just by feeling the impacts on the emotional body. Just becoming familiar with the constellation of sensations. the relative quiet, the emotional body idling in some way. Just get a sense of what's happening.
the pain in the knee and the chest contracts. <clears throat> a feeling of restlessness and we want to move to fidget. What are the building blocks of that? an image, a memory of our past. And there's a cascade of feeling. Leaning into the next moment, an eagerness for becoming grant radical permission for it all to arise. And live and fade. The more connected we are to our emotional body, the less alone we feel. The more mindfulness, the Dharma, feels like a companion.
to be mindful of feeling is to feel.
these last couple minutes, I'd experiment with just being very, very still. And seeing what arises. Knowing the bell will ring, we'll be invited to shift posture. Just give yourself total stillness for these couple minutes. Don't abandon the emotional body. Whatever arises, be with it.
So one of the ways that um, the encounter of um, the awareness, this kind of an attitude of, of loving patience meets the intensity of our emotional experience. One of the ways that that encounter is experienced is grief. And sometimes that's because there's an actual loss. And sometimes just the actual, the way that the heart, the process through which the heart softens, the process through which the mind is purified, the process of the awareness meeting, clinging, feels like grieving. The process of developing compassion, the process of of, uh, developing insight, the process of letting go, of allowing our life to be in this moment as it is, that can feel like grieving. It doesn't always, that's not the point. You don't have to look for it if that's not arising. But it's important just to to know that uh, uh, for you know one of the the ways this practice actually uh, transforms the heart feels something like grieving, even if we don't know what we're losing. And to uh, to know you're you're not doing it wrong. emotional experience can be a bit of a reference point for you through the day. Uh, Anytime there's a sense of urgency, something needs to happen, sense of self-judgment, sense of something needs to be fixed, we can look, look in what's happening here, what's happening, these emotional circuits, can we bring mindfulness to this? Can we have a relationship with agitation or loneliness or impatience in a, or hunger, sort of waiting in line? And the effect of this kind of attention, this kind of equanimity, 
will be that it will um, it, it smooths out our life. Doesn't turn unpleasant into pleasant. But it smooths out our life. Very beautiful today. Light is maybe a little bit different quality. It may hail in like 10 minutes. saying to, to one group, it's like a retreat. Retreat is, it's, there are many, many chapters, yeah? It's like a hundred chapters or something, but when we're in each chapter, we think that's the whole novel, yeah? And uh, we're just open to the different, all the different ways that um, we're invited to get free. Yeah. Takes innovation. Yeah. What's what's right now? What's skillful now? How do I be with this? Oh, I thought I knew what letting go was, but not in this moment. What can I do? How can I be? I thought I knew what mindfulness was but not in this moment. What is it to be awake? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.